Guys, that's my favorite part of the song. When Lou Reed was hammered, it just kind of went. Uh, 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 uh. And then the children are on the streets as well. It'll get weird. It'll be like, I want to see your suicide. Oh, no. Anyways, it's like slam poetry. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It sounds like. An old man in an apartment cutting himself, just like well, taking a razor blade to his thighs as he listens to Metallica. Good stuff, dude. Good stuff. Yeah, great intro song. How's everybody doing, guys? How's everyone doing? <laughs> Filling up beat? I need to guys, put some dish soap on my laundry list. <laughs> dude, that would have been arguably better. But Lines of this actually, song, oh, that's a great... Here's the truth. That's great. This is the truth. That's a masterpiece. <laughs> See, everyone laughs. That's fine. You know who agreed with me, though? I just found out. Shout- <laughs> Lou Reed. No, I got well, a nosebleed. No, shout out, to, uh, shout out to Tony Pelham. He's one of our frequent listeners, one of my good friends. TP. Uh, hilarious, what up, Actually, hilarious comic illustrator. He wrote a oh, comic yeah. strip called Bad Gerald, which was like the funniest thing in the world. Awesome. Uh, he just shared an article with me the other day that David Bowie claimed that was Lou Reed's best work. Oh, wow. And so... Looks like I'm about as... How uh, recent was that article written? This year. When Bowie's did David Bowie dying. die? Well, they were talking to what's-his-name from LCD Sounds. Oh. Leslie Snipes. And he's, yeah. See, don't be putting words in a dead man's mouth. That's not cool. <laughs> well, David said, Bowie's in, in outer space somewhere like, wait, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. You could say anything. Hey, David Bowie called me the best comedian in the entire world. I don't know world, what to tell but, you. David uh, Bowie's favorite but, band is Teenage Bottle Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> well... When you're a master of the art, you kind of know these things. And uh, but seriously though, is there more of a record that David Bowie would be like? Oh no, it's a masterpiece. Well, the, laughing to himself at his house. The album is Lulu, and on the cover, it's like this weird '40s mannequin doll, and then like Lulu written in what I'm guessing is Lou Reed's blood. <laughs> it's let me it explain. It's like he was sitting it's, in a bathtub of hate when he wrote that. Well, no, he actually it's this. It's like the soundtrack. Uh, it's like a concept album based on like, some German uh, avant-garde play about a prostitute. She ends up, spoiler alert, she ends up getting killed by Jack the Ripper. It's dope. What it's does that really have to good. do with Lou Reed's laundry list of so, things? He's like, oh no, he's rambling oh, on a, hell no, about, I uh, about the washer cloths. I you forgot didn't, clean hold on, cloths. hold on, hold on. We didn't even get to the best part. I just remembered in this song. Towards the end, it's like... Who's Lou Reed? Hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. I've heard that. Yeah, that's him. Okay. I mean, that's like his least influential music, but <laughs> it made a lot of money. Yeah. It, it, without that, we couldn't have gotten The View, which is what well, we were just But listening. here's what you have Elizabeth Hasselbeck? Metallica also sings on this. James Hetfield will come in and butcher the whole song because Lou Reed's carrying it, obviously. With this. <laughs> and so. And then Hatfield comes in uh, like. Hey, I'm trying to carry a tune. No, wait just wait. one second. He literally starts saying the most insane stuff. Like, I am the view. I am the table. I am. The, just go to it. Go. It's like towards the end of the song. I don't. Maybe, maybe go with like two minutes left. Two minutes remaining in the song, maybe. Is his full name Arizona Lou Reed? No. Oh, that would make it a little much more better. interesting. All right. I feel like this is a bad decision bringing this song back in. <laughs> Why are you mouthing the words? Yeah, I, I, this this. I own two you copies of it. To this just like hanging around your house? All the time. That's crazy. I can see you dusting to this. Oh, here you go. Here you go. I 
am the throw rug. I'm the lamp. I'm everything. <laughs> That's pretty good, Joe. Thanks. Let me hold your coffee cup. I am the table. He's, he's pretty adamant about being a table. Put your magazines on me. Yeah. So anyway. You think that's a metaphor for he has wood? Nah. Uh, no, I think it had something to do nah. with, with her feeling like furniture. The woman feeling like furniture. Like just, you know, discarded, used when somebody wants her. And then it's pretty deep. I'm really not going to get into it because... Quite frankly, this isn't a literary podcast, but but it's the music that's playing in the I'm bar. Just, I'm just telling you, when this record came out, I waited. I went to Zia. I would say I waited in line, but there was no line. So, <laughs> you just waited for the store to open. No, I literally, I did. I went at midnight yeah. right before they closed. They'd be like, "And it's twelve o'clock. You can get the new releases." I'm not joking. You're the only one. I walked in and I was like, "Yo, I'm looking for Metallica and Lou Reed's Lulu." I swear on my life, the kid goes, oh, all right, well, let me go get it out of the box then. They didn't even put it on the shelf. They just assumed yeah. they'd be sending it back. Fully back. Wrong. Wrong. I need so, two copies. Return to I was gonna, I didn't, you know, I was poor at the time, and I was like, I would spring for the $75 vinyl box set and not eat for like a month, but... They had the fucking gall to charge $75 for this shit in any form. And how about get Chris... So you're being a little exaggerative that you can live off a month of eating for seventy five dollars. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. I thought that as soon as I said it. But uh, I spent seventy five dollars at Filiberto's that week. And uh, but anyway, so the kid goes and gets it. Like couldn't find it. He's like, we only ordered two copies, dude. Like this is gonna be trash. Trust me. I'm like, well, joke's on you. I already pirated it, and it's awesome. <laughs> I'm buying it to cover my tracks because Metallica's a little Sue happy with this. <laughs> and so so then I I went home, and I put it in. That's hilarious. This is midnight, dude. Okay, so uh, like 3 o'clock in the morning when it was over, it, there's songs in there like 20 minutes long. It's so good. Anyway. <laughs> sitting around at midnight listening Joe, to depressed old Joe man. and I's face are just like, ugh. No, I was. Like, it is was so good. And I literally was like, I'm going to go to bed. And when I wake up tomorrow, it's going to be like the world is going to be plastered with like we're living in a post-Lulu world now. Music's changed. I love this fucking thing. I wake up the next morning. The highest review it got was a 1 out of 10. Fuck, man. And people were like... I've and it never... was the band that rated it. And they were like, I've never heard something this terrible. And all I kept saying was, you'll catch up. Uh, I still say that. I'll send you the David Bowie... When did Bowie this come out? Oh, uh, like 2011. Oh, so they're really, they're really slow on the ball to catch up. <laughs> well, you, you know, you can't rush progress. But here's the deal. I just... Do you make these sayings up? No. No. <laughs> I just know when to You've use them. I've never heard that before. Yeah. And... uh this is my thing, dude. So when I read this article, which basically was David Bowie himself telling me this, uh, he said it's his masterpiece and people will have to catch up. So it's just nice to know that I'm equal in... Even gonna, David Bowie's life couldn't catch up to it. That like, Right. So what does that mean for me? I'm obviously a visionary. <laughs> way ahead of everyone else. I rated it 10 out of 10 on every website they would let me rate on it. And people were like, this fucking troll. Can you believe this guy trying to throw the numbers? What a troll. <laughs> Even Arizona Lou Reed is like, dude, this guy's annoying as shit. I really just can't even tell you how much I love this record. I don't can't care. can't believe he hasn't reached out to you. Well, I know. Looking for, look, well, anyway, so long story short, I couldn't find my copy when I moved. I was pissed, so I bought <laughs> another one. Right, so now I have two physical copies. Dude, why wouldn't you? Did Britney hide it at some point? <laughs> I don't share this. With We're her moving. Because... Perfect. <laughs> Whoops! You're... Did you happen to lose the, some other records around the same time period? No, I didn't. No, nope, just Lulu. <laughs> so you Lulu lost it. Yeah, I had the Here's... ingredients to the Lulu Lemon franchise. You already made that joke. I know, but it's but he came back for a second. <laughs> I bought two copies. We can have the joke twice. <laughs> But anyway, then I was really desperate to listen to I was traveling on a train, and I was desperate to hear some songs off of this. And I obviously... This is total train music. <laughs> and I had obviously... <laughs> robbing the train music. 
And I hadn't uploaded it yet. This, this is a song Waiting you play to... when there's going to be hostages. This is the song you Yeah, because then they don't take any. They're like, are you serious, dude? I'm not listening to this for hours on end. No, this is the song you play when you're laying down on the tracks waiting for a train. <laughs> yes. Look, you're being outrageous right now. Because by the time the train comes, you're like, thank God. It's about uh, time. Just let the <laughs> I train don't take, take me anymore. So... I just want to desperate. Feel, I just want to feel something. <laughs> uh, that's a theme. That's on one of the. Let me see here. That's one of the other tracks later. Uh, so here, anyway. Then right before the train hits, you wake up. You're like, oh my god, it was just a dream, and you realize you're in Chris's head. Oh my god, I'm still listening to this song. <laughs> yeah. No. So, uh, pumping blood and. Mistress Dread will cover those I Want to Feel Something topics. I've seen both of those uh, student films. Hey. Uh, you know who directed the music video for this song? God. Darren so, Aronofsky. No. Yeah, he did. because Oh, he would. Because real recognize real. That's all mm. I'm saying. Mm. Uh, anyway, so Have I was you on seen that. the trailer for that, his new one, Mother? I haven't watched it yet. I will. Ugh. It's going to be real good. I already know it. So I hated him until this music video. I hated him until this music video and was like, oh, I see where you're getting at. But anyway, so I bought a digital copy of iTunes on the train. So now I have three copies of this record. And I don't listen to any of them. I and stream now, it on Spotify. To and make Lou, sure. Lou reads somewhere like, hell yeah, we've now sold 14 copies. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, now I stream it all on Spotify, boost, boost the royalties. Good point. Do that with Teenage Bottle Rocket too. I have all the records, but I still listen on Spotify because I'm like, I already got that unit to them. Let's try to move some more units. <clears throat> uh, I'm waiting for them to be on the global chart due to me. <laughs> <laughs> for those that uh, don't know, this is Barroom Heroes. Hey, yeah. I could honestly just talk about that record. I know. For the next two I hours, know. if you guys you, want. You can do, you should do a spinoff podcast. You guys want to do one? Let's do a special couple episodes where we talk about like an album. Ooh. And I'll just do that one. Oh. I'll do it. Listen. <laughs> we'll do you guys first. We'll do you guys first, and then I'll go, and then we can be done with it because right. no one will listen. Influential, anymore. like music when you were playing sports. Sure. That'd be cool. Some way wrap it in. <laughs> Hold on. We should do that because you know what I used to listen to before baseball games religiously in 2003 was Sane Anger. <laughs> What's that? It's a, the other worst Metallica record. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone was like, no record will be as bad as Sane Anger. And then Lou Reed was like, you guys trying to team up? Failed because it's a masterpiece. Moving on. Man. What did you listen to, Joe? Well, um, I wasn't... Uh super competitive in like physical sports so i was okay, so like, i was listening to like sublime and then having coaches yell at me being like you know what you're really harsh on my vibe man when we met sublime like <sighs> was that cool for That's you fuck, yeah it was, well it was it was super cool i was super jacked and uh, i'm a big sublime. fan yeah uh we hung out at the house for a minute it was <clears throat> sublime with rome so it's the same guys but there's there we were missing a couple guys that to me, Sublime is three dudes, and the biggest part has been gone for a long time. To me, Brad would have been something like really special, uh, because to me, he was the part that I was most um, uh, that appealed most to me in that band, and like the things that he was saying and doing uh, influenced me a lot. But um, I always listened to like dumb shit before uh, I competed in anything. And I think that's why it wasn't a great. Like everybody else is sitting over there, like thrash metal, fucking headbanging in the corner of the locker room. He's and listening like, to man, like Spider Man Eight audio. Yeah. Game Jimmy, get your head in the game. Okay, Sandman, coach. Okay, coach. <laughs> um, when I was in high school. Uh, that Tupac "All Eyes on Me" came Ooh, out, fuck yeah. and that was everybody. Like everybody listened to that, so that was it. It didn't matter. I was a biggie guy. Yeah, but you still I'm, didn't listen to that no, one. I listened to it. It was good because there was both. I mean, it, people would play that too, but it was. I mean, Tupac was always more serious a lot of than Tupac. I was. Tupac was very like was political more, and uh, hardcore about shit. 
uh, and like wanted to like sit straight tell you a message, Biggie was just like, I do whatever and check it out. I'm gonna tell you about it. Goodbye. <laughs> and I what like, is this? What is this record? All eyes on me. Tupac. Mm. All eyes on me. Okay. All eyes on. It's a great record. The, his it really is a great record. Perennial. I remember I had. What's that? What do you mean? It's like the top of his game. Uh, Let me see here. I had the Death Row records. Like Poster? Two, no, it was like a two disc, like greatest hits of everything uh, that they dropped like right after All Eyes on Me. And uh, that was hard as fuck. It was pretty good. It had to be album. really good. Is this something? Had to be. Like, is this something I need to know about? All Eyes on Me? Because I only know one song off this whole thing. Yeah, really? That's yeah, his, that's that's his pinnacle. It's really. I, don't, I think good. I've heard like seriously like four Tupac songs. Really? What? Just, but you're over here listening to fucking Lou Reed yeah. mumble about his well, now, medicines wait, that be, he has to take on Tuesdays. I would I would just say it's because he's not into that kind of music, and Change. I get that. Except that you listen to weird shit rap music all the time. Yeah, that's Obscure, what it is. You're like something I never think. I'm not hear. even. I'm not even trying to be that guy. I just like it better when I'm confused when I'm listening. That's like I get off on like I like watching movies that are confusing. I like listening to. If I don't hate it the first time I hear it, I'll probably never like it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like I'll hear something like "God, this is dumb," and then like six months later, you're in it. It's like top ten of all time for me. <laughs> I need to be challenged constantly. I get that. I get that. Um, but yeah, I would have weird shit too. But it would be <clears> a <throat> lot softer. I've always been more of a gentle. No, I listen. I. It's not true. I had my hard phase too, but. Um, it, I, it, was, it was shit. I look back on it now. I'm like, really? You're like listening to Godsmack and Power Man 5000. Dude, you're fucking who, ridiculous. See, I avoided those for whatever reason. That's what I'm saying. People will be like, and you're listening to like Sick Puppy or some shit. No, I was listening to like. I'm trying to think. When I got like into real like w- like super heavy stuff, I was like, I think I'm gonna listen to like Emperor, I'm like some Norwegian black metal band, and I was like. This terrifies me. Every time I listen to it, still, I'm like, this is really upsetting. <laughs> yeah. But I still will. I mean, I don't anymore because I became an adult. Well, uh, when they went mainstream, they went real light. But um, when the used first dropped a uh, box full of sharp objects, I think it was called. <laughs> yeah. Those guys were so mad Dude, about I, their life. Yeah. I went to a show. The lead singer literally brought out a box of glass, stood in it. And just screamed everything he did all night until the point that he threw up onto the audience because he was screaming so hard. And it was like, I remember there's blood and he kept like throwing the mic up and then he would hit his head with it and it didn't have these nice cushions like ours. It was just a metal mic. Yeah. And there, so he's bleeding on it and shit. And I just remember being there like, this is the fucking hardest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. And then now I look back on it, I'm like, ah, that guy's really overreacting. I needed to talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah probably. That's what happened to me. Like, I just, I don't know, man. I spent a lot of time, like, on the Rancids and the Dropkick Murphys and the, I just like stuff where guys were like, ah, I got my friends and I'll beat you up. That's all. Yeah. That was my vibe. Yeah. Anyway, so sports, dude. Yeah. I'm Joe Gangemi, the stack guy. <laughs> this is Barroom Heroes. We talk about sports. <laughs> yeah, we digressed a little bit today. That's awesome, though. I like just our organic, genuine convos. That's Kevin Elliott talking. Hi. I was gonna try and like not speak for two minutes <laughs> and see how long it would be until you guys were like just talk and idiot. we both stare at you. No, we'll wait. That was Chris and Tenny. Yeah, I was taking the hey, some coffee. Hey, dudes, what's going on? Not much. How's everything going with y'all? How did you have a good week? Other than having to listen to Lou Reed's Lulu album, <clears throat> yeah. <it's good. laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> I'm just saying, guys, I had a good week. Yeah? Yeah. Good, man. Pretty low-key. Uh, Emotionally very stable. You know, things you look for good. in life. That's nice. That's great. Uh, last night was a good night because we all three performed together and uh, had a really fun show. It crushed. It was a fun show. We did a storytelling show. It actually was fun. Like, I like those shows. And it went better than I thought it was going to. Like, at first, I was getting scared. Yeah, the crowd did not look there at all. At first, I was telling people actively that you should cancel it. I'll be honest. (laughs) (laughs) But that was stupid of me because it turned out to be awesome, which is what always happens. That's why 
the lesson is always do the show, right? Yeah. No matter yeah. what. And at that spot that we were at, uh, because there's so much other shit to do, people really don't come over until they hear the mic actually yeah. being used. Because that can yeah. just be in yeah. the other room. So, Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, good show. But it was good. We good had job, a- fellas. You guys both did great. That's Thanks, the first so and third you. Wednesday or the second and fourth? They, uh, it's the second and fourth, right. I think. I don't know. They switched it up on me. All right. We'll just yeah. keep promoting then. So not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after that. The Grid, Mesa, Arizona, yeah. it, 8 p.m. It's a Wednesday. Take a shot. It's 50-50. We'll probably <laughs> yeah. Jesus. No, what we'll do is we will let people know because we'll know. Like we don't have the show. Yeah. Right next week, so we'll tell everybody that it's for the next week. You know, we just got it's up to us. Honestly, to us. Uh, yesterday they were talking. They want uh, to do the show um, weekly. Yikes, man! I don't think. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just mean like that's like a ton of commitment. Yeah. No, we could do it. That's what I I told him. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can uh, swing that because it is a very big commitment. They were also asking. They they were talking about their trivia night they do on Tuesdays and trying to get comics involved in that and I was like man now you're really pushing my workload <laughs> I'm a lazy person you want to destroy trivia night you want to destroy trivia night let the comics get involved <laughs> right oh yeah, yeah. no shit <laughs> yeah you're gonna <laughs> it'll just turn into a roast on every joke yeah. right and then yeah. and then you'll have seven people what, what was your answer what was your answer faggot it's like <laughs> what what the don't say that mike dude that's Jesus. this you ever notice how like, seriously open mic comedy that is like everyone's favorite word to throw around. Yeah, and you're like, I thought I thought we weren't doing that anymore. It's to get, a, thought, re- it's to get a reaction. Yeah, it's the same reason people yeah, say. Yeah, but like, is the reaction you're looking for just everyone to go like, ugh, uh, eye roll? Well, yeah, yeah, immediately hate you. Uh, it's just weird. Like I, I've never gotten it. I, yeah. I guess if you could work it organically into your joke and make it great or whatever, sure. But no, it's, but you can't really. It's and one it's of those just Louis C.K. did it. Well, yeah, but he did and a it whole, was great. It was a great premise on that great. 10 years ago. That's true. And you could still kind of get away with it 10 yeah. years ago. You're right like, about you, Okay, you're right about that. Fair enough. But it's just like now, I hear, I hear a guy like, dude, it's 2017. We just don't use that word anymore. We're just trying to get rid of that well, one. Well, yeah. Uh, also, the one that um, they'll, they'll throw out like cunt or I know Ugh. there's a, a specific local who loves <laughs> to say uh, things like kike a lot. Who? You know who it is. I don't know who it is. He looks like, um, I don't want to call anybody out by name on the podcast, okay. but it's Jonathan Gerber. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, you still didn't call it a comic, so you're yeah, good. You're he, fine. He'll always be like, he'll say stuff about He fucking, well, oh, because he people. says he's Jewish and can say it. Right, but he'll yeah, say. Yeah, but still, dude, like, I mean, that's the thing. I'm not trying to take stuff away from people. So, like, if you can work it into the act, I guess, and get a laugh, that's no. But he just the battle. He but stands up there and he's like, "These Jew motherfuckers!" Blah 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 blah. Right. It's, it's like weird, yeah, yeah. And then he'll say like racial slurs. Like, uh, I'm sure he's never used the N word because he knows he'd get his ass beat and he's scared, right? But he'll use every other racial slur because in his ten years ago brain, it's still. Totally clear. It's just well, it's to just get weird. a reaction. What? Yeah. Well, it's just I don't know, man. I just keep thinking to myself, I murdered them. I murdered them all. <laughs> What's with the burping? All. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Totally, dude. is that guy it's right? Really weird. He looks. <laughs> he looks like Robert Durst. So I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Dang. He's <laughs> kind of dust. <laughs> he's like, what's with all the burping? <laughs> and uh, well, no. So like. I don't know. I guess we could have this conversation for a minute. It is weird, man. Like, I just, I used to think, like, no, nah, dude, freedom of speech. We say whatever we want. And now I'm just like, ah, yeah, but can we just not say stuff that's just like, no, you like got- punching down, I guess. You know, like they say yeah. punch up instead of punch down. Yeah. Like, yeah. Chris Eric Evans, like, holy shit, did you come up with that punch down thing? That is good. Yeah, that's really good. No, I just I don't know. It's just weird. Like I'm sure I'll be I'm sure I'll say something dumb on stage at some point in my life. You know, everyone has. But like, let's just calm down. Yeah, I've said stupid stuff on stage that I regretted. But that's the thing is, you regret it, and you try not to say stupid things again. Yeah, you uh, learn. We're not talking about your set, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've never called anybody. No, that's the thing. You do anything. Uh, this is where I come from, dude. I'm a I'm a straight white middle class male. 
I just don't get to use a lot of any words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I'm in, I'm like all I need is to be rich and I'm like the most privileged guy on earth. So like I just you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just Hey, everybody's got a battle. Let me just try to help out where I can. Yeah. Uh, I do have a piece of a larger bit um, that I was told is offensive. Um, and I'll ask you guys because I didn't think it was offensive. I thought it was actually we go. the opposite. Uh, but it's this joke about how I like how inclusive Marvel Comics has become. And yeah. One of the parts of it is I talk about how they have a lady Thor right now, but what would oh. be brave is a transgendered Thor. And then it's like, Thor, we need your help. And he's like, I told you my name's Rebecca. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I already fucked it up because I said he and not she. But uh, I was, you told came up, uh, I had somebody come up to me after and say that was a problematic joke. And that. Uh, really? Because you said he and not she? Because I made fun of the fact that oh. he the name change thing wasn't being recognized by the people around her, I guess. This fictional version. I thought of that Thor was my joke. What a terrible person to tell you. But that. I thought. But isn't that kind of the point of? The, I don't know. I'm not in your head. But isn't that the point of the joke? Uh, is that people don't? Yeah. Or haven't caught up yet. Yeah, but I think it was just like. I don't know. This person heard the word transgendered and went triggered and came like had to find something about it. <clears throat> See, that's okay, I, so that one person said that to you. Now, do you feel like you have to change it? No. Because you've told the joke a hundred times. Shit for that bitch. That's what I'm saying. You, Jesus, you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm talking about a guy. You, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you, because uh, you told the joke a hundred times and it works. One person says it and now it bothers you. and You have to rethink it. Um, I did rethink it a little bit, but the only thing I've done, like I came to a conclusion myself. All I have to do is make sure that I say, uh, and then people call out to her like, Thor, we need your help. And she's like, I told you, I have to remember to use the right pronouns or yeah. else it is um, not like, oh, I've got to be PC or else I'm problematic. But uh, if I no, if you use the wrong pronoun, it makes the joke less true. It's the comedian's need for everybody to like them. <laughs> yeah right or else you wouldn't change it at all that's true that person would say something and you'd say well that's the way i tell it now you're not right for the joke that's true but in trying to adjust you're now trying to adjust you think that because she thinks it's offensive that all transgender or people like her will think but that's not even true she could just be maybe one of a super small percentage you never have to change it oh you know what uh, to be, f uh, never mind. I'm just going to dig myself in deeper. Uh, there is a transgendered comic in Phoenix, uh, and I think she also made uh, a similar remark. But I think it's Who just is the it? men. Uh, you don't want to out you somebody. Don't out. Yeah, don't out him. Never mind. I mean, I don't just know. Just go to Dos Burgos no. on Tuesdays. <laughs> no, I'm just. I don't know. No, I'm just. I I, you just got to be careful, dude. You know, like when. Oh, it, you would. When in doubt. <laughs> when in doubt. Just yeah. don't do that. That's true. Let people make that decision on their own. Jonathan Gerber. <laughs> Good not. Lord, dude. Hey, mark this no, time down not. because this is the time when the podcast died. The lawsuit's going to come rolling in. <laughs> We've been going after, I thought you were coming, say, been going after that guy for the whole night. When he draws our name on his hit list. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison <laughs> writing our names in lipstick on a piece of no. paper. No. Jonathan, uh, I've always been a fan. I've always wanted to be a friend. Uh, I honestly didn't even know we were going to get into name and names. Nah, so. me either. So thanks, my Dan Jimmy. Because all, all Joe, all Joe to do is be like, "I'll just tell you after we're done recording." Yeah, we'll just turn it off. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're not, right. You're right. I, I, no, I felt like I was painted into a corner, and I was like, you know, you, I did, you didn't. Do, it's not a big deal. I'll I just, name. I'll name him. I just didn't know we were doing that. <laughs> he deserves it. He calls people horrible things. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk sports. You don't have to do it so corny. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, you do. Just thought we could. You like the corn? Just thought we could. You know, we we should start cornage. We should. Okay. Let's talk some sports. Corn Huskers. What's going on in Nebraska? Nebraska gearing up for their upcoming season. Stack Eye Joe has their full schedule up in front of him. Don't Hold look on. it up. Please don't look it up. Hold on. God. Uh, 
No offense to Nebraska football. UCLA plays them occasionally, and it's always a tough game. And no, I don't want to talk about that. I'm not. I was gonna get. I was literally about to get roped into talking about Nebraska football. <laughs> I mean the Todd, um, Tom Osborne era. What's up, family back in Pender? I yeah, see yeah. You. What's up? R.I.P. Lawrence Phillips. So let's talk about this. First of all, did you guys see the new Suns uniforms? The no. new Nike Suns uniforms they got unveiled today. Oh no! Uh, at first glance, I was like, eh, "It's kind of stupid," and I looked at it again, and it's not that bad. They are. They tried to go. I don't know what they did. I was gonna say they tried to go old school with colors, but it's. I mean, it's purple and orange and white, but they have a different look to them. Are you pulling them up, Joey? Um. Yes, but it's proving more difficult than you would assume. Well, you know, I mean, it's uh, not a visual podcast yet. Oh, here uh, they are. Yeah, they look like video game jerseys. Kind of, right? They're, they're just kind of like... They're basic. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe that's a good thing. I'm looking at them right now. I think that's probably a good thing. Just be simple. Yeah. Don't try to do too much. I just hate their colors. I hate the purple and orange. You're wrong. No, what gear You're not would an you Arizona get? Arizona native. That's why you don't get it. It's about the sunset. I understand. I understand that. I understand that. I just don't like wearing. There's nothing that goes with orange and purple except for Suns fandom. I wear my stuff to the game. I know. Hell yeah, you do. But it that's the only dope. place you can wear that. You look like a fucking Arizona sunset. It's beautiful. <laughs> Is the NBA? What's the Suns? Uh, do they have a sponsor on the jersey yet? I didn't see that. No, their Nike, Nike makes the uniforms, but I don't remember or know, I guess, who their sponsor is. Okay. I don't know if every team has one yet. Yeah, that's. I'm just wondering if, like... Yeah, I don't, know if, I don't know if it comes into full play not this coming season, the season after. The Bucks yeah. do. The Bucks have uh, Fitbit. Oh, really? Right on there. Uh, yeah. The, the Warriors have one. What do they have? I don't remember. It's, it's a normal, like, whatever... Company and actually, when they put it on the jersey, it's not like soccer. It's like no. a little, their little logo up on where the sleeve yeah. is. There, whatever it's called. Uh, That's what, uh, like, what the Celtics had the GE logo. The Bucks have Harley Davidson, and it is distracting. That's, I think that's cool. What? Let me see. Describe what? it. I guess I should say the the Harley Davidson logos on the other side from the Nike swoosh. And uh, what's oh yeah, it's up it's, on the top. But it's See, I mean, a, it's their logo. I don't hate that. It's on a white jersey, so yeah, it's like, it does it, stick out with the orange. And yeah, stuff, it looks like this, somebody is like a big motorcycle. Yeah, that, that should have been up. better paired, right? If you go with your company logo and Keep the colors, in, yeah. find a team that works with those colors and it'll look great. But I'm, maybe their thinking is opposite. Maybe it's what's going to pop out at everybody. Yeah, Harley Davidson. And let's be honest, we don't need to advertise. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing this just because we can. Right. I don't hate it. I at first I hated it, but when I saw it on the jersey, it was as like you know, it's not the big huge thing on the jersey. I don't care about as that. as long as you can keep it that way. I'm all in. It's just like, like those. I saw I saw Phoenix Mercury uniforms the other day, and I was like, it, it looks, the team name is like tiny. The player's name is tiny, and there's just logos all over yeah, it. Yeah, it looks like the back page of the New Times or something. Yeah, it's really <laughs> it's rough, crazy. man. So I, I just I want them to get rid of all that stuff. Um, my son, and this I'm saying this because for something else, um, I said last week he was playing in the semifinals to try and make it to the championship game Yeah, and so they could play at the Talking Stick Resort Arena. For the championship, and they won by a point in overtime. The game was fucking insane. Damn. My son was yeah. he, not saying this because I'm his dad. He legitimately was fucking awesome. Like It was the best game he's played. We're up one also, like at this time, with seven seconds left. So they inbound the ball. The kids bring it up, and Brayden comes out of nowhere, steals the ball, and we win the game. It was cool, man. And then That's he jumped, awesome. went all crazy. So he's really, really stoked. I'm super stoked. Like I can't wait for it to get here and be in the stadium. But... Because of that and playing there, he says, I want to get a Suns jersey. Yeah. And I say, all right, which one? I mean, they just just drafted uh, Josh Jackson. Right. Um, but I was curious, really, who his favorite player was on the team. and Because uh, I honestly thought it was Tyler Eulis because they're close in height. <laughs> <laughs> and they play the same position. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he picked Evan Booker, which isn't a surprise. He's a kid. And, yeah. And picked Booker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And he, he said, uh, he said, will you bring the jersey if we get it? Because we had to order it. Uh, if we get it by you know Friday, will you bring it? Because what if he's there watching the game? And then he could sign the jersey. And I was like, man, your brain works crazy fun. <laughs> then yeah. what actual reality will happen? Because yeah. I don't think Devin Booker's got time to watch your uh, eight, nine-year-old championship game. You never know, man. <laughs> Team ambassador. You do never know. And I, I swear, if we get it, I'll bring it. But uh, super, some, I'm super stoked for it. Yeah, it's going to be tight. But the, the the Jersey thing, Devin Booker, uh, I just watched the short version, like the highlight version of a 70-point game. Yeah. Like, it's pretty fucking amazing. He was like 21 for 34 from the field. But I still don't think he's a star. Yeah. I still don't think he'll ever be a superstar. I think he's a great number three. I think he's a great number two. But the Suns think he's their number one guy. Which is why they're in dead last. To be fair though <laughs> To be fair though, he's young enough that they might see something that works. Yeah, not. he turned twenty one in November. That is disgusting. It's his third year in the NBA. That makes me feel like I need to look at retirement homes for myself. He's twenty one and he's already like he's been in the league how many years? This will be his third. Oh God. Right. What are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? It's crazy. Well, I mean, the fact that he's 20 years old and some of these guys are going to now be looking at him as a leader on the team, that's going to be a lot to handle. Yeah. I don't know how much of that will happen. As long as Bledsoe and Chandler are on the team, nobody will look at him really for that. I just don't think he's good enough for the Suns to build a team around him. He needs to be a Clay Thompson type. We still need that Steph Curry type, which... If they make a deal with Cleveland, we would have. It took Steph a few years before he became Steph. Right. So if they think Booker is that incarnate, like, give True. him a we shot. True. We can't write him off at all. I mean, yeah. he four years from now, he could turn out and be this crazy superstar. Yeah. And I'll eat crow on it. I don't see it because I didn't see that big of an improvement from year one to two. But who knows? He's still only a, a kid. I, I always I, think right. that... I always think back when we were talking about like uh, the projection of uh, young players to when uh, Chris Paul and um, Darren Williams were coming out together and they were like buddies and they were both point guards and it's like, who's going to be the better point guard? And I just remember telling everybody like, you're a fucking idiot if you think Chris Paul is going to be even close to what Darren Williams is because Darren Williams is bigger and stronger and faster and blah, 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 blah. And then it's like. Oh, Darian Williams is a fucking joke. And now, Chris Paul will probably make the Hall of Fame. Chris Paul will make the Hall of Fame. Darren Williams will be an interesting conversation because he will make the Hall of Fame. He was great he, for half of his career. He wasn't great for half his career. He was yes, great he was. for a couple of seasons in Utah. No, but he was great in Utah, he and he was great in, in, in New Jersey. No, he wasn't. All right, he was a fucking look up his stats. Shell. Look, look up. Do you yeah. need, want me to do it? Look up his stats. I don't want. To. All right, I'll fucking do it. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get into this. I think I've changed. There's one obviously better point guard than those two. Who? Oh, and Chris Paul. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you were adding. Yeah, Ron Harper. (laughs) Yeah. Ron Harper. God. Uh, All right. Stop looking up stats. No. That's my job. Yeah. Come on, man. You're not good at it. Yeah, what are you doing right now? When he was in Brooklyn... New Jersey, Brooklyn. Where's his points per game? Assists. I'm so. We're out. still high. I'm so out of this conversation. What's going on in? Uh, I don't know enough. The world of baseball. Seven, eight, 18 points, nineteen. The White Sox stink. Whatever, dude. dude. They're very bad. You guys are dicks. All right. Well, I'm not. Argue- I just. I'm not the basketball analyst around here. So I'm- yeah. And then the guy that started the argument fucking bailed out. All right. Moving on. I saw this last night. Uh, I think it was ESPN. 1992 Dream Team versus the 2012 Team USA basketball team. Which team was better? 92. No. A thousand percent. No. Because there's no nuts on the new team. The I hate to break it. New to you. team just happens to be way further along in the progression of athletics. So the new team. Well, that's all fine, but. No sack, dude. They're not putting up with the competitors. It's not on a boxing match. 
playing basketball. And I know I'm those guys will it. play dirty. Uh, just tell because them. that was the year those that happened back then. Uh, but I don't think that these new guys don't scrap too. I think these guys, especially, uh, they're not <clears> built <throat> for it, dude. They're just not built for it. Here's the Mentally, numbers. They're not built for it. I know it. Here's I the, just know it. Go here's ahead. the numbers. Both went eight and zero, gold medal. Points per game, 1992 Dream Team, 117.3. 2012 Team, 115.5. Can't even score, dude. The biggest, the biggest win margin. Uh, Dream Team, 68 points. 2012 Team, 83 points. So the competition's not as good. Who can't score now? This has become very easy. The competition internationally has only gotten much better. What are you talking about? Right. And that's where this comes into play. No, no. no. Hate to tell you guys, but it's over. But this comes into play smallest win. Okay. Dream Team's smallest victory was 32 points. Okay. 2012 Team, five points. Yeah, almost lost. Yeah. But, but I'm with Joe. The competition is light years better. Yeah. How many international the, players were playing NBA ball and playing Olympic ball in the 90s? Yeah, maybe I, three or four. Here's and now the thing. it's like half of Portugal's team is the Spurs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but I, I'm as I say it in my head, I'm with Chris. You, it's, it's just you, you look at it and say the dream team would still crush all these teams in 2012. It's not even about they would. I'm telling you, it's not even about the skill part of it. It's about the well. Let's get into this. The mental. This, it's like these dudes were psychotic on that dream team. They weren't. They were. <laughs> yes, they were. They were like Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, John Stockton, Carl Malone, David Robinson, Charles. Did I say Charles Barkley? Yeah, they weren't maniacs. They weren't trying to. Get, the only one on there that I really do think probably has like some kind of mental disorder is Christian Leitner. <laughs> Jordan. I think Jordan's a little bit uh, of an egomaniac and a narcissist where he would be uh, willing to do anything to not lose. But I don't see like John Stockton like really going in up their ag- prime, going up against LeBron and being able to do shit. But this was all right. The dream team. Ninety two was most of their prime. So that's who you're taking. Right. All those guys that. couldn't win a championship because of Jordan. But Jordan was on their team to win the championship. They would be better but like than we the were 2012 earlier, team. They didn't even have a competition. They went into town like they were rock stars, and they basically played like the Globetrotters versus the Washington Generals. Because they were that good. Yeah. It wasn't because they were that good. It's because there no other competition was around. But in the they were doing it in the NBA That's too. That's why international basketball stalled for a while is because there was no competition. But those guys were all superstars at that time. They were doing that in every NBA game individually on their own teams. They were dominating. But the reason you brought up the <clears throat> team you brought up is because after that they went. Oh, this is kind of not even like worth anything and it kind of kept diminishing into the point where they were putting college guys in whatever and then it was like then we lost yeah we got bronze in in the world championship yeah and so it was like all right let's get our guys in let's get real nba players because the competition level has surpassed us putting in what we have been and that means that the dream team dropped in on basically it was like it's like the seniors are the uh you know, full team playing the JV team. You know well, what but I mean? you're but you're then you're looking at a team that's just entertaining people with basketball, and they're running away with the games like that. They're not right, even, but it wasn't really a maximum game. competitive. Mode, they're playing probably. like old guys from the Y in Ukraine. Like they're I'm not. I'm just telling you, man. I think you get those two teams on the court. It's not. It's not even about size or phys- It'll be a part of it, but I just don't think that 2012 team also, is going to hang. Also, mentally, you see, they're not. As records are broken every year. Uh, and maybe not like huge records, but quickness records, off-the-ball records, uh, hand-eye coordination records, uh, finger dexterity records, like all these weird little um, micro... That's uh, our stack guy talking. Yeah, right? Yeah. Where's yeah. this been? Th- that stuff, as it accumulates, like we keep <laughs> getting better. It with that stuff. You know. Well, because you got me distracted. <laughs> like Kevin Durant... Uh, I feel like I'm watching sports He science. He spends an hour a day... Shoving his hands into a hot thing of rice. So Roger Clemens. What? Did he? 
<clears throat> he used to, well, Roger Clemens. So did Mr. Miyagi. Roger Clemens used to do a thing where he would try to thrust his hand through the rice to the bottom. Yeah, Jesus. that's what Durant does, and like yeah. it's, it's a hot, like hard rice, and he yeah. does it for like an hour with a trainer over him to improve finger dexterity. Charles Barkley wasn't doing that. He was he getting drunk to. and throwing through people through windows at the fucking uh, madhouse on May. Right. Yeah. So you think that those, you think Durant's competing mentally with Charles Barkley? I think you're telling me Charles. You're telling me there's no psychos on the '92 Dream Team. Well, then you tell me Charles psych. Barkley yeah, was a doing blow and throwing people out the window. So. He was a bit of a psycho, but I don't think that Charles Barkley is going to have the impact on the team now. Is every player on the Dream Team besides Christian Leitner in the Hall of Fame? I think so. Right. Also, and then I'd, I'd like to see the 2012 roster because I don't remember. And that's all you really need to know. <clears throat> I don't remember any of them. They, also, they made a video game for the Dream Team. That's how I know. <laughs> also, uh, wasn't Shaq like overlooked? Uh huh. What a dumb move. Uh huh. Well, they thought they were fine at center. No. And Leitner was the player of the year in college basketball. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. I'm just being. And a, he dominated Shaq in a game. I'm just being a butthead because I can. I know. But, well, everybody thought Shaq should have been. Oh, fuck me. No, everybody what? now no. Everybody now thinks Shaq should have been. Well, no, back then everybody felt the same way. Why did you say that, Joe? Why did I say fuck me? Because mm. Darren Williams is on this lineup. Right. Anyway. 2012 Olympic men's team, Tyson Chandler, Kevin Durant, LeBron James. Hold on, hold on, slow down, slow down. Tyson Chandler, Hall of Famer? No. Garbage. Okay. I'm just, I'm going to be very contrarian. No, Tyson no, Chandler's, I think. He has had a great career. He's got a he's ring. Not a Hall of Famer. Not a Hall of Famer. Uh, Kevin Durant. Will be a Hall of Famer. LeBron James. Hall of Famer. Always be remembered, both of those guys, for jumping ship for greener pastures and an easier <laughs> championship. But that's okay. Russell Westbrook. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Only guy with nuts on the team so far. Darren Williams. I heard from a credible source he's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Iguodala. He's a big question, man. Fuck. What do you mean question? He's he not a hall, hall in my of mind. Famer? He's oh, not for a the hall, hall of fame. Yeah, I don't. Ooh, he could be. But I've I have heard an argument for him, but I don't if think you, he is. My gut reaction was no, but I'd be willing to hear out why he could get in. That's he's where been, I'm at. Uh, he's been with the Golden State right, Warriors, but he, I, he, they might put everybody from those teams. If so they he's a tweener, going. right? We'll just put him. Is in Tony Kukoc in the Hall of Fame? No, Kobe exactly. Bryant. So Iguodala is a question. Kobe, Kobe Hall of Fame. Kobe, yeah. Kevin Love. I say no. Probably not. Yeah, that's my gut He was on pace no. if he would have stayed in Minnesota. Uh, but he won a championship. So James Harden. Hall of Fame. Mm. I, he probably will. Yeah. I don't see how he wouldn't. He got the cover of NBA 2K18. Like, <laughs> best beard in basketball. I'm from this year to this year. He played great bullshit. in Houston. All right. Uh, Chris yeah. Paul. Hall of Fame. Anthony Davis. Hall of Fame. Carmelo so. Anthony. Hall of Fame. Really? Yep. You think uh, really? I was yep. a little more concerned with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, I don't know enough on. I don't. I, my gut I'm projecting this, the rest of his career. Okay. I think he'll be one of the top five players in the NBA for the next few years. I just like my gut reaction was eh, as no. long as he stays healthy, he um, gets hurt a lot. Mello, you think Mello's gonna make it? Yeah, like, I think Mello's put up what? enough numbers to do that. For numbers, numbers, and what he's done for basketball and the popularity. As I'm looking at this lineup for a minute, I was like, you know what? And then what? all his friends. You know what? Him. It does have a tough time going up against uh, that dream team. I was starting to like reconsider my thought. Oh, but then also. I looked over and I saw the coach list and I remembered this is a D'Antoni team. These guys weren't playing defense. These guys were running the ball and hitting shots and pushing the game. And they wanted you to play that seven seconds or less. And in those 92, that 92 team would fucking really suffer into that. They'd fall into the trap and not be able to keep up. That's why that worked so well for D'Antoni for so long. Mm-hmm. And the 92 team I would think, look at that without the knowledge that the teams have today. I and, think the opposite. I think they would have just changed the tempo of the game, done whatever they wanted. You think? I do. Mello has also played for five Team USA's. Actually, let me let me reference this. The first half, the Dream Team would struggle because they would do what Joe's saying. They'd try to play a game they're not suited for. 
then they go in at halftime, adjust, come back and win. So by 2012, 175 points. 2012 <laughs> takes the first half advantage. I think so because he might be right. Who's I'm their no, starting lineup? No, and I'm just I'm I look I'm I know this is all hypothetical. Head coach was Chuck Daly. Yeah, he, Chuck who was Daly really? And he would and he gave gonna, out. He's gonna no, take, hold on. He's going to spit on the grave of a dead man now. That's hey, how indebted he is with the Chuck 2012 Daly, team. But Homer. he was also – also his coach was credited as Carl Malone and Charles Barkley, which means Chuck Daly wasn't doing shit, which means Carl Malone and Charles Barkley are like, we're going to stop these guys. Let's go. Let's make some shots, guys. Make some shots, guys. They're not thinking in the correct way. Also, we had Scottie Pippen, Christian Leitner, Patrick Ewing. Um, Chris Mullen. Yeah, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone. Hold on, who was actually Patrick Ewing, David Robinson, Scotty Pippen? Are you talking about the dream yeah, team? Yeah, yeah. Carl Malone, Stockton, Chris Mullen. I think Charles Larry Bird's like, Magic let's Johnson. make shots with him, and then can't keep up, and is getting swatted from behind by LeBron or Andre Iguodala. Like, what happened? The dream team's biggest problem back then was point guard because they yeah. only had John Stockton and Magic Johnson. Psych. They have no problems anywhere. I hate to break it to you. I just don't see this being. I'm not saying the 2012 team. I'm I'm willing to concede they would come out the gate hot. Clyde Drexler take... is the worst player on their team. Exactly. better than almost everybody in 2012, Steve. I'm looking at this lineup right now. And I'm not, I don't I'm not... think Clyde is the worst player on the team. Who's the worst player on the team? Christian Leitner. That's true. I, yeah, I didn't, but homie was a sub, or, and everyone uh, knew he name? was a sub. Or what's his name with the flat top? Chris Mullen. No. No. <laughs> Real quick, everyone. Le- Leitner doesn't even count to me because yeah. he was like they had to. They, they had, had to take to. him, and he's Rules basically told them they had to put. He was an basically a team. water boy who got minutes. They just didn't. If they had picked Shaq, hindsight twenty twenty. Yeah. Then everyone would have said, "Oh, the this." I mean. The dream team with Shaq, but it was Leitner, and it and back then it kind of should have been. It wasn't that weird of a choice. <laughs> they were trying. They had Leitner on the team so they could get that Connecticut viewership. <laughs> That's why you got Bird and Mullins. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> There's a to kind of not. It's not a spin on this at all, but I do want to talk about this. Um, because I think it came out yesterday, the day before. Can you pull up on ESPN? They did the 50 greatest black athletes. I think it's of all time. I didn't look at the list. I just saw it. It's not racist. I'm interested to see who's on the list because of 50. That's a very difficult list to put together. I would think the 50th athlete would probably be a lot of arguments to be number one on boards. You know what I mean? Hmm. No. Um, the undefeated, is that what you're talking about? I don't, yeah, I think so. I think they did that. It was listed as an April. <laughs> well, I just saw it yesterday. Oh, um, there's also the BET one. No, there's don't Lakers do that. ESPN or the undefeated, whatever. ESPN Media Zone? You know what? I don't give a fuck. Let's just move on. Yeah, now it's over. <laughs> so it's, Ruined it, dude. Ruined it. You had it right the first time, and now. Google we'll says Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Tiger Woods, Steph Curry, Jackie Robinson, Simone Biles, Serena Williams, Bo Jackson, Muhammad Ali, Willie Mays, Bill Russell, Jim Brown, Jesse Owens. Should I keep going? Tim Duncan, Floyd Mayweather. Tim Duncan? Shaq, Kareem yeah. Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Carl Lewis, Kevin Durant. Ooh, Carl, I loved Carl Lewis. Barry Sanders, Will Chamberlain, Hank Aaron, Hold Jerry on, Rice, Durant's on there? Yeah. Is that a little early? Uh, but it's just a Google thing. It says professional athletes, and then it comes up with 50 African-Americans. Uh, it could be anything. for. Uh, it's probably the most well then, Yeah, no, don't. you don't have to do that. Um, and Derek Jeter's on the list. Let's do – he's half, right? Sure. Let, oh, yeah, his mom's white. Um, and dad's black, I think. Football. Preseason football. Everybody plays this weekend. You guys care? Are you looking forward to it? Nope. <laughs> I don't either. I got two updates so far about the Bears. Their first possession was a pick six. And their second possession, they fumbled and gave up the ball. <laughs> so don't care at all about the Bears season right now. 
first snap, dude. First snap after a pick six, he fumbles, and they lose it. Dude. Really pumped for an 0-16 year from the Chicago Bears. I'm still going to wear my hats, and I'm still going to Did you look on. at how uh, Trubisky did? Well, it looks like he threw a pick six. He didn't start. Let's let's. Oh right? yeah, I forgot we traded everything to get this Glennon. Guy. Yeah, you got fifteen million dollars a year in Glennon, and then don't you have? Uh, oh, is Sanchez the backup? Absolutely, dude. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> oh, good. It's ten to nothing already. Oh, let's hey. see. I am not looking forward to the Rams at all. Uh, I can't wait. Do they play the Bears at all? Because you'll get one. <laughs> I don't know if we will. Uh, no, who we play the Cowboys this weekend. Oh, yeah, so Glennon is uh, two for eight, 20 yards, and an interception that was run back for a touchdown. Also fumbled a snap. I'm excited, man. I'm really excited for this. They haven't even had a kicker on the field yet or a punter. But what, all right, what do you think about, speaking of Bears and a former player, Cutler going to the Dolphins and all this uproar on Kaepernick not getting signed? I'll start things off. Okay. I think I think Kaepernick sucks. I don't think he's a good quarterback. So I don't want to hear from my point of view. It's not because he's black and he doesn't. Uh, he did his whole thing with the national is anybody anthem. Saying that still? Yeah, the whole national anthem thing and the no, protesting. No, but is anybody still like? Well, that's why he can't get a job. Oh, Part yes, of it, yeah. That's still I feel like that's everybody still knows. The, that's not why he can't get a job. No, that's but it, still but the it gets main brought up argument. when he doesn't get a job. Yeah, the main thing. But I who's hear arguing for him to have a job? The players. Oh, other Dude, players. Like Richard yeah. Sherman went out and named like named quarterbacks by name who aren't as good as Colin Kaepernick that have jobs. Which I don't even believe him. I'm listening to him. I'm like, just no, like, dude, Kaepernick's not better. And if if Cutler's there, I understand dude, Cutler's past. I understand it. Yeah, but he's but when a you're proven, looking at it. There's a couple ways to look at it. Yeah. <clears throat> Cutler can make throws. He can be a good quarterback. He looks like he doesn't give a shit ever. And that's frustrating. But he, he no, his, can it's literally throw the his, ball. Oh, yeah, his, his like resting his face is just like, uh, whatever. Give a fuck. But he can throw the ball. Did, was he really smoking a cigarette during his press conference? No. no. Somebody added Somebody that. Somebody added that? That's okay. a, whole, a thing that's always been added to like all his photos. Yeah. Where he's like on the sidelines holding his pads with a cigarette and stuff. Because he looks what, like... His nickname is Smoking Jay. Smoking Jay Cutler. He... Because he looks like that. he's always the high. Fit, yeah, he just looks like he he's like, smoking. Yeah, the thing with Cutler, I've said this a lot. I I was never as mad at him as all the other Bears fans were because I also believe that it's like, look at that organization right now. It's you know, it shambles. Uh-huh. So how can you expect a dude to show up every week? I mean, I guess you could argue it's his job and he's getting paid. But but I'm saying it's but hard. But do you to, show up every week to your job no, with the I mean, same it's, ferocity it's as hard you did to when expect, you started? It's hard to expect him to be money all the time with no weapons and no Prospect of a weapon. Um, let me ask you guys this: The Dolphins were a good team last year. Uh, they lose Tannehill. Cutler doesn't make them better than having Tannehill. No, but he does. I don't Tannehill. Um, but I don't think they get worse. But they're spending ten million dollars on him this season, which I, it doesn't matter. Right? It's only one year. If you can afford it, you pay it. But well, no, I just contradict my own point so i don't have a question for you guys anymore all right <laughs> i just i was gonna say why not just let it roll with matt moore who's a good backup quarterback win seven eight games and you just fucking wait till next season again instead I of think, wasting 10 mil or spend that 10 mil on another position that may be better well maybe the team i don't know a lot about the dolphins but maybe the team is fairly comfortable with what they've got they just i'll say this you sign cutler people will buy cutler jerseys yeah, that's true. So profitable, you always have to think about the business itself. They probably said, well, if we don't sign anybody or we sign somebody to back up Matt Moore, nobody's buying that jersey. But if we sign Cutler to a one-year deal. I'm starting to, I'm starting to wonder if that's almost the Kaepernick thing. An, and an owner now, now, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I mean, I'm not making a moral judgment here. I'm just saying I think maybe some of these owners are looking at this like, okay, if I sign this guy – Half of my fan base is furious with me. If I don't sign him, half of my fan base is like casually disappointed, but they're not going to say anything when the season starts. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I, I wish it wasn't like that, and I don't know the whole story. Like, I'm trying not to get us mired in some political well, stuff. No, but as a fan, it's very easy to say, hey, just sign this guy, or, or the, yeah. what are we spending this much on this guy for, and blah, blah, blah. Just as a fan, um, as a player, it's interesting to hear what they have to say because they do know the business side of it. But then as the owners and the general managers and, and whatnot, they that's the business. And when you sign a guy... It's not always just to get better. Yeah. You see what you have, and I'm sure the Dolphins saw what they had, said we're not going to be any better. Which of these guys will generate more sales for us in the long run? Yeah. Because they can get hurt the first preseason game they play, but what name can we get? And sh- and there's also this, show our fans that we still want to be competitive. Cutler's still a big name. Um Although Kaepernick had a pretty good year when he played last year, I still just I don't think he's very good. I well, I guess it's just like maybe that's where this is going. It's like the the uh, risk versus reward is just not there. I mean, if you sign the guy and he has a marginal year and helps you none, yeah, that's a, that sucks. Or brings some negative whatever he thinks right. to do next. You don't know. I mean, I don't know. You I know. know. That's Every, what I mean. There's too many variables. You're just like, I hate to like just be like, oh, Kaepernick sucks because, like, I mean, I respect the guy. He's doing what he thinks is right, I guess. You know, I'm not trying to judge him. I just, right. I'm also trying to understand all the sides to the issue, is all. Yeah. I don't. Totally. Speaking of, though, like signing a player that can sell you stuff, how is Yarmir Yager not signed by anyone? The Panthers. Does he want to play? Yes, badly. Well, and yeah. The Panthers, the Panthers said, we're not going to re sign you. He, I think he wants too much money, but I'm thinking like you're thinking, okay? The Coyotes are not going to hit the f- – they're going to hit Dude. the floor, and that's about it of this cap. Sign him. You sell a bunch of jerseys. People come to your games. Yeah. Right? How many people will buy a Yarmir Yager Coyotes jersey? Me. Possibly his last year playing yeah. in his NHL I'm career. Just, for a second, I thought I had uh, – when you first said that name, I thought Chris was having a stroke. I was like, what happened? Yarmir Yager. <laughs> Yarmir Yager. Like, He's oh, like, no, don't let him swallow his tongue. You never went drinking with a Yarmir Yager? <laughs> well, so oh, like, I've had a Yarmir Yager. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was yawning. Hold on. I just, <laughs> I'm just saying, I keep looking at it. You know, I think like a small market team like Carolina Hurricanes or somebody who's like on the up but doesn't have a visibility, I guess you would say, on the business He wants end. to go anywhere? Well, this is what I'm wondering. Maybe he has like a select climate you know, or something really. Like yeah. maybe he doesn't want to go play somewhere where it's frigid during hockey Where does season. he live? I think he well. I think he has two places. I think he lives in Florida because he plays with the Panthers or did, and then he has his place. I can't remember where he's from, like Czechoslovakia or something. Oh, okay, I hate to, but I'm botching. You know it. how like a lot of from. a lot of people have houses out here in Phoenix. Yeah. So it was like if he happened to live here in the off season, it'd be like yeah, a no brainer. He'll play here. But that's what I'm. I'm just thinking the the Coyotes should be jumping all over this. They got the money. They're not going to win anything this year. Did you ever find that weird that a lot of professional athletes live here? No. I think it makes a lot of sense. Like obscure ones that you'd be like, how did they even ever hear of Phoenix, Arizona? To me, it makes a lot of sense because when you play professional sports, your body's real banged up and sore and stuff. Really? I mean, yeah. And then if you come to a climate where it doesn't get frigid and it doesn't get rainy that often, and it does, it's just easier on your body. Uh, yeah. That's why people who were cubicle workers move out here we have you know i mean like that yeah it's we secretly easier. like only if you were a professional athlete would know that phoenix has like the top training facilities in the world yeah but maybe that's part of it too i don't know but they're every sport they're they most of them live here yeah and re- like what i heard you know cc sabathia is building a mansion in scottsdale i was like he's never even been to phoenix has he and that's where he's going to live like forever i think it's because they forever got, home what like property taxes are mm-hmm. low and i mean we just everything is conducive to yeah, i mean houston don't pay for shit there i'm just it's I a good know. combo it's cool i think it's cool because you see them out a bunch but you know it's i don't know i think it's interesting that's about it i don't know that's all i got you guys good yeah, dude. I'm yeah, man. Hey, look. Hey, whoa, <laughs> whoa. I'm I'm money, dude. I just all right, uh, guys. 
Big Pine Festival, September 14th through 16th. Head on up. Let's have a good time. Let's party. Also, uh, getting closer to booking the Nile Theater. Um, probably looking October at this point. Okay. But keep you posted. Tripoli's in 100%. So Ready, it'll be really fun. And uh, Punch Drunk Sports. Go to thepunchdrunksports.com. Uh, listen to all the shows on the network. And as always, what's up, Paul? <laughs>